Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your continued Ring of No Champs edition. <laughs> I mean, Ring of Honor uh, post-show here on Fightful. I'll be honest, this is the least excited I've ever been to do a show under the AEW umbrella. Like today took a bite out of me. And that is a bummer and it's a cheap ploy to ask you to get in your super chats because I need your help today, people. (laughs) I need your help. But uh, please get in those super chats. We don't do humper chats on the show because I don't have access. But uh, please feel free to chat along with us. We'll also ask you to leave a thumbs up on this video. If you would be so kind, helps people find us in the algorithm. And, of course, to subscribe to Fightful Select. Boy, oh boy, I'm sure Sean will be getting some information on the news we found out today about Ric Flair signing to a multi-year deal with AEW. And I am so thrilled, Red. Not buying it? No? Uh, Yeah, no. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> my mic's not working oh no <laughs> oh no. i wish that was real but it's totally working uh, i don't kate i i was doing a pot i don't know what happened but i wasn't on the internet and then i got on the internet oh i was talking on the phone to someone and i got off the phone and i got on the internet and i was like i wish i didn't get on the internet yeah yeah what somebody on ask Rhapsody was like each of you guys gave me three pros and three cons, and I couldn't come up with one pro to keep it honest. You know, I I just uh, I mean, maybe if they're trying to grease the wheels for Charlotte to come in, I guess. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's a stretch and a half. Kate spin uh, spun that like a son of a gun. I'm okay. trying. I'm trying to find some reason why this company would do this because I'll tell you what. I didn't think Dynamite was that great yesterday. And then to have this on top of everything does not feel like the alternative that we all know and fell in love with. On top of what was another very medium episode of Ring of Honor, where are the champions? The main event, a main event match, though. Finally, we get Athena in her proper spot main eventing here. But uh, overall, what did you think of tonight's episode? I need coffee. Right now, and immediately, it was a chore to get through this TV show. And it shouldn't be because Ring of Honor has a bunch of talented people. Luckily, thank the Lord, thank the goddess herself, Athena, and Mercedes Martinez for saving me at the end of this. But for a while there, Kate, I was like, can I maybe get out of this podcast? Like, what can I say to Kate that'll get like maybe if i come in with the substitute already i'm like this will watch sp3 like he watched it like just he's there he just pops up on the show it's just him instead of me like i thought of all the rest because i was like i don't know what's going on here but then they had this main event and i was like okay i want to be on this show because i want to talk about this main event i would have been like 
I get it, but not today, Reg. <laughs> not today of all days. If you came in hot with SP3, maybe I consider it because he does a great job filling in for you. But for the love of God, oh man, yeah, this was just just kind of another there episode. Uh, but let's get into it. We do have some chats coming in already. Thank you guys so much. Um, we have Chad saying, all right, show, great main event. Athena is ROH. Yeah, kind of what we were just saying at the top of the show, right? It was mm -hmm. very medium, but Athena always bringing it. She's the only champ that's not allowed to appear on the main roster for some reason. But all right, Matthew Hook saying here for you always, ROH is getting better. It is getting better. I felt yes. like today was another episode where nothing really advanced too much. Um, obviously we saw yesterday that the hung bucks dropped the trios titles. So I don't know what is going on here, but, um, yeah, like it's, it, there's more cohesiveness, but this was another episode where it didn't feel like much advanced all that much. No. Um, we got meet Norma's timing in as he always does Four women's matches. Great. Ric Flair signing hot garbage. What are we doing here? I love y'all, but ROH and AEW has me sour lately. Meet forever. Me too. I actually thought last week was like a really strong week across the board. I thought we had a really strong dynamite, a really great rampage. Um, I, the Ric Flair stuff wasn't for me then, even before this was a long-term signing, but you had Danielson and Okada. Um, there was a lot to like on that. And Collision, I feel like, is always a banger. This week... I thought dynamite was one of the worst dynamites we've had in a really long time. And now we have this real roller coaster in wrestling, just in general, and certainly <laughs> under the AEW umbrella of late. <laughs> let's let's dive in here. Let's start off with we get the righteous against Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. Uh Christopher Daniels taking the pin here. Vincent picking up the win. Um, this was perfectly decent this kind of goes back to what divisions are people in because we've had christopher daniels in singles competition matt tydell's kind of been absent and i've actually really loved this leg of his career since coming into AEW. i feel like he's gotten to do just some more grounded work um but the righteous should win this but i'm just like hey are daniels and Seidel a tag team they were gunning for tv title shots uh, a while back, never really paid it off. Matt Seidel kind of just went away, and he's here. We are starting to see some more consistency, though. So I hope that they are, because I actually really like them together. What did you think of our match here? Uh, yeah, perfectly fine match. Anytime I get to see Dutch hit the big boss man slam, then like, all right, like I'm good. Like I can, I'll be satisfied. With what's going on here? I did previously like the tag team of Daniels and. Matt Seidel being together. And if they're going to keep them in the tag division, I think that's perfectly fine. I like that the Righteous is still trying to tell the story of like, they were screwed. They're still out for blood. They're still who they are. So a lot of things in this that were perfectly fine. Perfectly fine is a perfect synopsis of our little episode here. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I have liked though is a reinvigorated Ethan Page who's showing some layers and what's going on which i like i don't love what they did in the match but i did like mm -hmm. this promo he's backstage and we have ethan page saying that he's frustrated about what went down with tony nice last week he's been trying to do things the right way in roh which i like it's kind of like a nice way to acknowledge i was a heel and now i'm a face but i'm not mm -hmm. being blatant in calling that out aligo says instead of being an roh world's a television champion he has to face josh woods tonight and he'll take his frustrations out on him. We'll circle back to that later. Uh, but any thoughts on just this promo? Kind of standard, but Ethan Page kind of makes things jump off the screen a little bit, even with, with more standard things like this, I feel. Yeah, it was a really strong promo. But then, like you said, what we got later in the show, I'm question mark on kind of the whole situation. I don't really understand what we got going on here. Like, I thought we were building this guy to be, like, a contender for the championship, but now it feels like Angelico's the one that they're going with next. Uh... Ethan Page, really good. Josh Woods, great. Yes. How do you make me not like a match between them? We're going to get to, because this That's... is the eight <laughs> they complaints did it. episode. 
of our ROH post show. Normally that's a Tuesday gimmick, but you're getting all sorts of sour out of me today. Mm -hmm. But I do like Layla Hirsch a whole heck of a lot. Layla Hirsch locking in Robin Renegade with the cross arm, which isn't surprising. This is how this should be booked. Layla Hirsch always looks great in her viciousness of how she kind of locks in these submissions. But um, we have Rachel Elring coming down to make the save after both of the Renegade twins uh, jump Layla after the match. And I thought this was actually a good use of the Renegade twins. There are two of them. We rarely see them together in situations that make sense. Rachel Elring coming down to the ring is an interesting facet that we'll circle back to later. Uh, let's just talk about it now, actually, because it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Later in this episode, we see Rachel Elring and Layla Hirsch backstage kind of arguing about her involvement in things. Uh, and Rachel Elring being forced to reintroduce herself and getting blown off by Layla a little bit. Uh, her saying, hey, I was there for you tonight because Maria Canellas wasn't basically. And Layla saying, well, I'm going to make sure that's not the case moving forward. Maria will be here in the future. So they seem to be paying off this longer term story we've had with Layla Hirsch and that Maria is probably going to start managing her soon. What do you think of kind of the the match and the post match as well as this promo here? Uh, a couple things. I really like that the Renegade Twins are back. I think they're very tremendous, as I said multiple times on this podcast. The Hex are here. There's a couple of tag teams. You know what I'm going to say. Yo, put these women in a tag team match because there's some other women they could be in tag team matches with. But other than that, I think beyond uh, anything, both of them, Robin and Charlotte, are um, just tremendously talented women in playing their roles like they know exactly what they need to do in every situation that they're put in i think they do extremely well i like the layla hirsch character development that's happening here um there's some issues around the whole tv of ring of honor all the time but the development of layla hirsch as she's returned from her injury from kind of like i'm a badass i don't need you maria to uh, i'm a badass but maybe i do need you maria i think has been a great transition and Rachel Ellering, I think, has been going and playing a really good role being put into this position kind of quickly because, you know, she has some history with the women Ring of Honor uh, division, but she's still kind of new to the Honor Club thing and being thrown in there and excelling so far, I think, has been pretty fun. Yeah, we can talk about that in a little bit, too. I think uh, she's done a really good job of she kind of just got plopped into this scene, as as right. you mentioned. Uh, and she's she's done a really good job of assimilating in that regard. Guys, feel free to get in your super chat. Some more people are watching now than when we kicked off the show. So thank you so much for tuning in. We are a little cranky about ROH and very cranky mm. about Ric Flair, but we're still having mm. fun out here. We're having a good time. Um, feel free to get in those chats and to leave a thumbs up on this video as well as subscribe to our YouTube if you are not. But it is kind of crazy. If you told me three years ago, Reg, that ROH and New Japan had some of the coolest women's wrestling on television, I would have laughed you out of the room. But this is Seriously. the landscape that we're in. It's it's pretty wild. <laughs> Especially New Japan. I would have been like, Kate, what are you saying to me? Leave me alone. <laughs> You're like, that's literally not a thing, Kate. <laughs> they tell me every day the opposite of that. But here we go. But no, <laughs> seriously, this year, it's, it's been such a long year. I saw Mercedes and Willow main event that New Japan show like that happened this year. It's like uh, how many great Athena main events have we seen? We see four women's matches, Ring of Honor shows almost on a weekly basis this time. It's like some of these things I would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah, it's not how much things have kind of picked up in that regard and um, places where it's tailed off. It's kind of kicking back up a little bit, too. So. Some good things here, as cranky as I am, always encouraging to see great women's wrestling just across the landscape right now. Like, keep keep your eyes on New Japan Strong if you like what ROH is at its core, because there's just some really cool stuff going on in, on New Japan Strong. I've only been recently getting into it because I've been following Trish, New Japan Trish, uh, Julia and Trish facing off. Like, Let's, yo. You want to talk about it for a second? You want to get some happiness into our yes, lives? Yes, please, because that just like it. made my heart do, 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 do. Like, knowing Julia was coming to America, that already was dope. And I haven't seen the match with Hyan, but I'm sure it was amazing because both those women are great. 
Then afterwards, there I'm saying like she's talking about Trish and she Trish is here. I'm like, hey yo, what's going on here? This is lit. This is amazing. This is great. You watched the show, didn't you, Kate? I did. I did a watch along actually on my personal YouTube, um, just because I the card looked so awesome. And then Lone Star Shootout, which is November 10th, also has a great card. You're getting uh, Kojima versus Eddie Kingston, which I just love that so much. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Speedball versus ZSJ. You're getting mm. this Julia versus. Whoa, 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 whoa. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Speedball versus Zack Saber Jr. What? I didn't even know this was announced. This is crazy. We're gonna be having a good November. Of course, Speedball and Swerve just got announced too, right? So some really, really cool stuff happening. If you've been kind of bummed on the ROH product but are still following it or really like what it used to be i'm getting those same feels from new japan proper and strong now which is pretty cool so um not not too bad not too awesome. bad when there's wrestling on every single night of the week right Zach favorite junior and <laughs> speedball mike bailey is just like oh my god what that's crazy right after speedball and osprey too like, osprey you better get a couple in before the year's over because uh Zach favorite <laughs> junior and swerve Coming after it, man. About to get that resume and, real good at the end there. And speedball too. Like he's he's having his own great year with these this the same pool that's sharing everyone, man. And if Danielson Danielson's had three long term injuries, and I'm like, you mm. can still put him in your top five wrestlers of the year. And I couldn't oh, argue. Easily. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. But shout out and prayers and all the things you needed to Brian Danielson, because my heart. I, I know just, he's the greatest pro wrestler of our generation. I've said it many a times and I don't, I said last night on the post show, I, at the sacrifice of this, I don't, I'm good. Like if he's tomorrow was like, I'm good here. I'd be happy about it. Cause I don't want to keep having these great matches. And then afterwards it's like, well, Brian's hurt for blah, blah, blah. Don't seem worth it to me. <laughs> but what's it's such, um, it, it's, such simple things every time for the most right. part like that's what's so nuts like when everybody was like this is a work i was like i don't think it's a work when it's an orbital bone now we know the timing was a little bit different of what they said maybe but um like that's not something if you if you work a broken arm i can then go attack your broken arm in a match right, right. you not usually going after a broken orbital bone so i was like i don't think it's a work uh but man it, it's always on such simple stuff it sounds like so it, it's not like oh we're watching this great wrestler and he's aging and he doesn't have it anymore it's like Mm-mm. no he just keeps getting himself in these freak situations freak accidents um, the worst man we want to do everything but talk about roh tonight but we're gonna continue to <laughs> what are you having for dinner kate <laughs> side of new japan strong based on what we were just talking about (laughs) my god here's something that made no sense to me uh maybe it does maybe darius martin's leaving the light skin coalition but darius martin versus lee moriarty darius winning with the frog splash on lee um i i felt like we were setting up for lee johnson to join shane taylor promotions Darius doesn't feel like a fit to me just from like a a vibe standpoint like just purely (laughs) on that like doesn't seem like he's the guy feels a little redundant with um I guess not entirely but a little bit redundant with like the moveset of a Lee Moriarty too and just what you're looking for in a stable I think you're generally trying to mix up statures and stuff and I I don't know if that's like the direction you want to go uh but if they're not heading in that direction, I don't understand this booking at all. So I'm assuming that's maybe a piece of the story here. Uh, any thoughts on this match and where you see Shane Taylor promotions building? Uh, yeah, really fun match. Both these guys have had a match or two before and they were looking forward to locking it up and they did exactly what was needed here. I don't think Darius is going to leave the light skin coalition. Like that's, that's his that's home his thing. So yeah, that's like, I was a little bit confused about this too. Cause like, We've been telling a really good story with Lee Moriarty here in Shane Taylor Promotions, here in Ring of Honor, and just kind of tying everything together. I swear some of these matches they do draw out of a hat. Like, you know what I mean? It's like some of them are like, yeah, we're going to logically book everything. But I always harbor back to that. 
Lady Frost and Trisha Dora match that like came out and it was like Trisha's on her way and then here comes Lady Frost. It was like didn't make sense and this kind of feels like that again. Um, yeah, now where's Lady Frost even? Like where's where Lady Frost? I haven't paths? seen her yeah. since that happened. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, Darius doesn't shouldn't be in Shane Taylor promotions. I liked what they were doing with Lee Johnson. Um, I agree. Uh, just off vibes, like you know, he could totally right, make man. it work and it'll be the thing and we'll all like it. But like light skin coalitions where it's at and like what's up with Dante? That's the homeboy. I hope he's doing well too. I hope he's doing well too. I also thought about that. Like maybe they're trying to set up for Darius and Dante versus uh, Shane Taylor and Lee. That could be really, really fun. But even then I think Lee would go over in this because his brother would need to come in and make the save. I don't know how close he is to ready at all. So Mm -hmm. I don't like to speculate on injuries, um, but I miss him. He's a phenomenal athlete that Dante Martin. So it would be nice to have him back. Hey, here's my least favorite thing in the whole wide world ever in the whole night. <laughs> not ever in the whole world. Not even the worst part of the day, to be honest. But my least favorite part of the episode was this Ethan Page and Josh Woods match. And I know you're thinking, but Kate, you never shut up about these two like ever. How is Love this them. possible? Let me explain to you how. Ethan Page has this match won with a roll up, I say. He has it won. But there's a distraction from Mark Sterling. Tony Nese gets involved here and they roll up Josh Woods. What? I'm sorry. They don't roll up Josh Woods. They're all beating page on behalf of Josh Woods, mm-hmm. who is, we saw him like just beating the ever loving hell out of people week after week. Why does he need two nerds help <laughs> for a roll up on Ethan page here? And why is he going after Shibata? And why is, the technical beast made to look like a chump and I need Mark Sterling's help. What the hell are we doing? This was like the one guy that was on a trajectory. (laughs) The one guy. And I adore him. I love Josh Woods. I love his work. I think he is so, so skilled. I feel like we've just scratched the surface of what we could do with him. We're finally starting to sink our teeth into something. And we have these two dorks, one who's a fitness trainer, but both dorks. Coming in to get the roll up on Ethan Page? Come on. Come Matthew on, Hooks. He does need help here. It seems like Ethan Page is needing some help. So, yeah. Sky? I mean, he needs help. He keeps getting in these situations and losing when he should have been there. I really, I keep saying that I want an Ethan Page heel turn just because I think he works better as a heel. So I would like for these frustrations to send him down a path of anger, but uh, you could tell me I'm getting men of the year back together. That's for sure. We also haven't seen Scorpio sky around in a while because who knows where everybody is, but <laughs> he may have ended up ring one of these episodes a few weeks ago and we haven't seen him since. Why do they do that? Just to get under our skin, <laughs> just to annoy you and me, just a personal attack. They were like, we're going to announce this Ric Flair news. Kate's going to be whining about it all day on Twitter, like a whiny whiner who whines a lot. So just shut her up about that for two minutes. You know what we're going to do? Have Ethan Page lose in a roll-up with the help of two nerds from Josh Woods. That's what happened. It was a personal attack on both of us. Well, at least <laughs> at least it's November. And were you, speaking of roll-up, were you rolled up in a nice blanket with the pumpkin spice latte and your Ugg boots when you heard about this Nick uh, Nick Flair? This Rick Flair? Nick Flair. I've been calling him Nick Flair. <laughs> so, and despite your personal attack, no, I wasn't. I had my vegan pumpkin spice latte earlier in the day. Yeah. And I don't own Ugg boots. But I was in really cozy white girl slippers. So same thing. You are half right about that, and I'm uncomfortable with that. So we're gonna move like saying Googles. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the same. Oh no, I didn't have Ugg boots. I just had Ugg girl boots down, man. And I didn't (sighs) add vegan onto your latte. Sorry. Listen, do I have vegan alternative Ugg boots? Yeah, I do. Uh, we have... <laughs> they're comfortable and they're warm 
and they're cute. Come at me. I'm basic. <laughs> it's autumn. It's your favorite time. Of year. It is autumn. I like it. And you know what? When I walk my dogs, I step on every crunchy leaf I can, you son of a bitch. How about that? How about that, Reg? <laughs> every crunchy leaf. I can. Every time you step on a leaf, an Instagram post just pops up for some reason. <laughs> Wait, where did that come from? Come on, you know what's satisfying is all the stuff on. When you get like a good crunchy leaf. Yeah, see? See, that's the thing. Y'all come after the basicness, which it is. But sometimes it becomes basic because it's really fucking good. All right? Right. Mm -hmm. Agreed. (sighs) (laughs) Moving along to Helico, Gringo Loco, Metalik, and Slim J for a four-way. At Helico, getting a mousetrap pin on Slim J for the win and the pinfall. And Helico continuing to look strong. I love a good mousetrap pin, I gotta say. Underrated move in general. And Helico's looks great. I missed a lot of this because on top of all of my frustrations today, Honor Club was like, you need to subscribe. Like, kicked me out. And I was like, I am subscribed. And then I was like, maybe my credit card's being weird. So I go to subscribe and it was like, you're already subscribed. And I was like, what do you want from me? (laughs) Did you revoke my privileges to Honor Club because I was complaining online? Uh, but I missed a lot of this match. I did get to see the the end of this. Your thoughts on our match here. Uh, Kate, this is how I knew that this episode was going crazy because they gave a Righteous Red spite, Spot Foo Invitational match, and I was like, eh. so? And, like, a bunch of cool things happened, and I was like, like you guys keep – last week you gave me one. You're going to give me one next week. You gave me one three weeks ago. Like, I love it, but, like, there has to be something, you guys. As someone who watches a lot of wrestling matches, wrestling matches just for the sake of wrestling matches, I like them all the time. But when it's Ring of Honor and there needs to be something uh, to build to, it can be an overkill, you guys. That's it. I love wrestling matches. They're great. I love spot food. But like 20 spot foods in a row and you're not developing anything for Gringo Loco or whatever, like what's the point? Yeah, Uh this is where it would help to have your titles around for one and two there are no luchadors that are in actual storylines anywhere on our ROH and not really in AEW too much either um it's all and I'm I love the acrobatic nature of things and I can enjoy a spot food fest I'm not an advocate for it in the same way that you are but I enjoy matches like this but like they're none of them are in storylines like help me help you man Mm -hmm. um i will say and helico continuing to look good is good though seems like we're building to a title shot for him so i appreciate about that and a fun mix of who was in this too like Rinko loco's so great in a match like this um and then helico kind of having a really like versatile style that's that's still kind of anchored i think is helpful and and things like this. So you got your spot poo, but it wasn't all chaos all the time. There was some some good grounding in the limited amount that I saw. Correct. We get Sanjay Dutt backstage. Uh, he is pleading his case for Jay Lethal against Eddie Kingston and becoming the new ROH heavyweight champ. Stokely, who had a promo earlier in the show that I forgot to mention, he said that Eddie Kingston was suspended to kick off the show. Um, he is here and puts over what Dutt and his teammates did to Eddie Kingston on collision. Stokely continuing with his extremely biased agenda. And Sanjay wants to know when Lethal is getting his title shot. And Stokely says he'll have his assistant email him about it and tries to run away. But Sanjay follows him. Uh, Sanjay and Stokely have really good chemistry. They're really fun together. Uh, but like, did no. <laughs> yeah nah, not not what i want out of my eddie kingston title right but but okay i mean jay lethal can go in the ring i i don't yes. feel like to and eddie kingston man that promo that he cut on jeff jarrett and jay lethal was incredible like he did some incredible work in the uh <laughs> Calling Sanche his lapdog, Jeff Jarrett's lapdog, and saying that uh, he's going to beat Jay Lethal in front of Jay's mom. 
uh, and she'll be crying not because Eddie Kingston's beating her, but because she knows he deserves it. Like, what? He did some really, really good work in that. So I'll never underestimate Eddie Kingston's ability to sell me into anything. I just don't want that to be, like, the guy that dethrones Eddie. So um, I'm not feeling like, all right, let's go about this. Oh, you're just, your you're nervous about Jay Leto beating him. That's not gonna happen, Kate. You can have I another concern so in this. <laughs> That's your concern. That doesn't need to be a concern. No, I'm not. Here. I'm not overly concerned about that. I just, uh, I I just don't want to see it that much. Like, well, you're just not a big Jay Lethal fan, even though you like New Jersey and all that. I get it. No, I understand. I get it. I don't, I don't like this stable. Like, I actually mm. really enjoy Jay Lethal in the ring other than his absurd finisher. Um, mm. But and I, mean, I, I know I, how big of a Jeff Jarrett fan you are. The biggest. Love <laughs> it. My favorite. Uh, I love overbooking so much. But I think that's what it is. Because, like, I'm sure when the bell rings, I'll be into it. But I just haven't been excited about anything Jay Lethal's done since... Ricky Starks countered his finisher like a year and a half ago. So I don't know. That was tight though. <laughs> that was really cool. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with the with the homie Shane Monster here. Stokely's here, so we're good. We've been asking about Stokely for weeks and weeks and weeks. And here he is, finally in all this glory. Just let this man do this. It's not that hard. Give him a mic, have him backstage with somebody being silly. He was talking about like an angel fire email for uh, Sanjay. <laughs> like yeah, him and Sanjay are really, Sanjay's like, I didn't give you my email. <laughs> it was a really so good, good promo. <laughs> they're, they're really fun together. Like they just had really good chemistry on screen. So mm-hmm. uh, that is true. Shea Monster saying, hey, hey, there's Stoke. It's true. We asked yeah. this week over week. So good to see. I like that he has agenda with everybody. Like, he has an agenda with Samoa Joe. He has an agenda with Eddie Kingston. Like, it is fun to see him passive-aggressively kind of narrow in on stuff. Why would you have agendas with such bad mother effers? I don't get it. It does seem like his aim is a bit off and who he chooses to pick. Like, I guess because he's a bad mother effer. That makes sense, honestly. And he's like, I mean, he's taller than The all, company like. you keep, Kate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know. He's what, six foot eight? So Yeah, he's, you know, these are little guys to him. Yeah, he can <laughs> looks down their nose at them. So, <laughs> well, we mentioned Rachel Elring earlier. We have her in action here against MLMK, hitting the big boss woman slam for the win. She's looked really, really good early on in ROH here. Uh, this was a, a perfectly suitable match. Nice to see her getting some consistent reps. Nice to see wins being indicative of who's important. A little confused about like the Trisha Doors and the Lady Frost of the world, but uh, this was this was perfectly good. This was a perfectly suitable match for where it was in the card. Love my ass kicking ladies on television. What did you think? Yeah, this is very serviceable. That's the homegirl. Uh, what's her name? Lil Mean Kathleen. She's yeah, very, uh, we love her. Her personality cool. is amazing. She's great. She pl- she played a really good role here. Nice bumps. Uh, just playing that looming Kathleen uh, thing to Rachel Ellering, who just, I like what they're doing with her character, making her look kind of strong, powerful, just like a badass, you know, second generation wrestler that's uh, here to uh, show kind of a veteran status that a lot of these women's wrestlers haven't encountered yet. They have her in there. They're giving her promos. They're giving her time. So I'm happy that they're investing in another woman potentially to be next up for Athena's rank. Spoiler I agree. Alert. And even just who to mix it up with on the way to get there. Like, I want to see Rachel Elring and Kira Hogan. I want to see Rachel right. Elring versus Layla Hirsch. Like, there are just some really unique women's wrestler wrestlers. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They all can go in the ring. Nice right mix. Fun. It is a very nice mix. It's a very nice mix. So good stuff there. Uh, stay tuned in about a half hour. You will have the impact crew coming on bound for glory was excellent. Uh, really healthy stuff happening on the impact brand, which I can see soon here, but so cranky today. <laughs> really good stuff. Crestor and Crestor and Joel will bring you a fantastic post show. They're such a fun duo, uh, running down everything in impact for you. They're on their UK tour, I believe already. So mm-hmm. some great stuff happening with the impact brand. Um, keep an ear and an eye out for that. If you can't follow it, like 
I can't because I'm doing this while that show was on. Stay tuned for them. They will keep you up to speed on everything. Also, feel free to get in your super chats if there's anything you want to talk about regarding tonight's show or, I don't know, any of the other breaking news that's happened. If you need more breaking news, well, darn it, we've got more of it on FightfulSelect.com. Head over there. Not only will you get what I'm sure will be updates about the Ric Flair stuff, but you had updates on Drew McIntyre's contract. You had... Uh, you're going to have a lot more of that in 2024. A lot of contract news coming down the pike. Some updates on Warner Brothers as well. Uh, there's a lot more fun to be had on FightfulSelect.com. So head over there and subscribe if you haven't already. But back in ROH land, we have the Gates of Agony, of course, with Prince Nana, defeating the Infantry, Iron Savages, and uh, the Wingmen, Ryan Nemeth and Peter Avalon. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Con pins. The love of my life, Peter Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> for the pinfall. Now, this is realistically what Peter Avalon's due to there, there to do in this match, right? Yeah. So much personality jumping off the screen. Such a blast. Um, why Bishop Khan is in a tag match when he won the trios titles yesterday. I know what the taping schedule is. I know they are trios titles holders. Brian Cage has been all over the place and also nowhere of recent. Like, I don't understand what the picture is with the Mogul Embassy, what Brian's Cage role is in AEW ROH still, I think from a character perspective, it's much better. But like, are we just going back to the six-man titles? And you also, by having this incredibly weird hung bucks reign, cut the legs out from underneath what would have been a record-setting title reign with the six-man belts by this group. Um... I think their intentions are probably to hold it till final battle. Maybe they realize that ROH is completely starved or maybe they can't work final battle, but maybe they're like ROH is starved for titles. Either way, that was one of the least sensical moves that they could have made is putting it on guys who don't work Saturdays. And I I don't think it drove any eyeballs to anything. If you're not going to have it drop in a meaningful way, I think it was just a terrible, terrible use of these titles. Not sure what they're doing here in the tag division if they are six-man champions, but a good match nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nice to see the Iron Savages also laying in against people like Gates of Agony, like when they can go full force with other big boys. It's a lot of fun. 
Really liked this match. Uh, justice for the infantry, because you know MJF still sabotaging their booking. But what were your thoughts on what we got here? Uh, this was maybe my second favorite match of the show. I really like I like all these tag teams in there. The infantry, of course, are my homeboys. Uh, Iron Savages are wild. They're still going with this ass put your ass in there whatever they're talking about on there is crazy every time i'm always like what what are y'all talking about and you know peter avalon i'm a big fan of that guy i like to see him in positions like this gates of agony are a very interesting thing as we've seen here they've been on a roller coasters of things they've been up for most of their run here in ring of honor they love squashing people that's kind of their thing there were some fun spots here in the match where uh Iron Savages were going to do a super cannonball or something, and Toa cut them off, and it looks really brutal. And, I mean, that's just the uh, the uh, Gates of Agony's deal here is they beat people up, and it looks cool, but nobody ever really gets up on them. Like, even when they lost the trio championships, it was, like, on a fluke type thing. So I kind of like to see somebody get something against them, some kind of offense, some kind of one up some kind of you think that there's somebody against them i love the gimmick of them squashing but eventually it has to end but beyond that this was a really fun tag match um a lot of times it's hard to kind of book a match like this with so much going on why uh in a tag match are, are two allowed in the ring uh, they, they they switch the uh the rules and things around for different matches and it can get frustrating but i thought for most of most part this was a uh, really really fun stuff here um, I we need the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships back involved. This would have made a lot more sense if that was looming over everybody's head. This just felt like a, a tag match to get for teams on the show. That is exactly what it felt like. Uh, that is a frustrating thing, and that's part. I'm glad the the Hung Bucks lost the trios titles because maybe they'll at least be something around. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston's suspended. Haven't seen the TV title in forever. Uh, we just need champions on the show. It's as fundamental as that, man. Fundamental. As you just that. named a bunch of people that have defended their championships, but not on ring. Like we saw Joe defend his belt recently. Like he defends it pretty often, actually. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, not here. Different show. Mm-hmm. And he he was on ROH for a little bit too. Like he was around a little bit more frequently, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, very frustrating. Yeah. Well, your favorite in the whole wide world, Action Andretti, and Nick Camarado and Lee Johnson here. And what I thought actually was a very fun match. Yeah. Nick Camarado um, has really just like flipped the page on everything he was doing. And I don't think we really got to see his personality before, which happens sometimes when you're in a stable. Uh, and Lee Johnson, we've talked about it week over week. Like this guy has really thrived and he's obviously putting in the work because it is showing up in matches. Um, but Action Andretti getting Camarado with the schoolboy here. Rare instance where I don't mind the schoolboy. I I find them frustrating a lot of times, but somebody of Action Andretti's stature versus someone like Nick Camarado and the way this one was done, not bad. Not bad for a schoolboy roll-up. Um, what did you think of this little uh, this match that we got? Uh, yeah, shout-out to Nick Camarado. He got over. The, uh, the crowd was wanting him to win at one point. He had uh, the homie locked up in a front face lock, and then he hit the press slam with one arm, which was, like, Very pretty impressive. nuts. He got the crowd, like, on his side. They were like, we want this guy to win. And for a while, Kate, he's been in uh, AEW Ring of Honor for a while, yes. and he was just kind of a guy. But this, like, even when his entrance started, I was like, okay, something feels different about Nick Camarado. And then for the, him to get the crowd like that, pretty impressive stuff all around. Lee Johnson, I think, is on a good trajectory. Again, I still think uh, um, they should get him back to the Shane Taylor promotions. But, you know, Action Andretti, that kind of leads me to believe, I guess, because those those two kind of matches intertwine, I guess, uh, with the uh, earlier Darius and and Lee Moriarty and then uh, Action and Lee Johnson. They all kind of, like, are in this thing. So maybe they're trying to tie the story together that way which I think is kind of cool. They're telling some sub-stories. Another fine, serviceable match. Agreed. Agreed. And a good point with the kind of cross-connections in the episode. I hadn't thought about that, but Mm -hmm. well played. Well played, Red. You're making more sense than they are. Time. 
You got Kira Hogan and Charlotte Renegade with Robin Renegade there, of course. Nice to see Kira Hogan back in action after a couple weeks where I think we hadn't gotten to see her. Man, I love her fisherman suplex, which she wins with here. Uh, I'm really glad to see her getting some reps because she's great. And she was just mm-hmm. kind of tucked away and got a little lost in the baddie stuff. But she's really been breaking out here ever since her storyline with Athena. What were your thoughts on this? Uh, I think that uh, Kira is such a strong personality that it, she, anytime that she gets lost in the shuffle, it always confuses me because I'm like, yo, she can do such so many really good things. I think back to her wow run where like, I think she really shined in that position. And then the, you know, the impact stuff that she did she was with great impact, Tasha Stills was yeah. so good. Like there's so much that she can do. And I'm like, if they let her do that, we're going to have a superstar here. And there's flashes of moments like today that I just hope that they continue. And again, Renegade twins, they're awesome. Put them in a tag match. I'm in. Agreed. Agreed with you on all of that. We got some more people joining in. Thanks for hopping on. I'm sure some of you are looking for that Impact Post Show, which will be coming around the corner. We've got a couple more matches to talk about here. Some more Super Chat love from you guys. Thank you so much. A lot of love for the main event, which we're going to talk about very shortly. We've got a couple more matches here. But Midor was chiming in with his dinner, which I always love. I made smoked jerk chicken and portobello linguine and a Jamaican jerk Alfredo sauce. Don Castle needs a title. He shows up and he shows out every week. Well, let's talk about Dalton Castle and the boys because <laughs> they are great. Uh, they team with gravity for reasons here, I guess, because he was the one luchador not in the match earlier. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they defeat the workhorsemen and Griff Garrison and Cole Carter. Uh, Dalton Castle hitting a bang ring always looks great. Yep, especially Dalton on a big guy like that. Hitting a bang ring on GD Drake. <laughs> Holy crap. Good for Dalton Castle. He comes out looking so strong in this. Uh, gosh, what what else can we say about Dalton Castle other than what we say every week that he is such a lively injection and in these quieter episodes where it doesn't feel like there's a whole heck of a lot going on in a brand where most people are more wrestling focused than character focused. It's really fun to have someone that's a little bit wacky in this. Really, really, really like having him around. He's such a great, great personality to have. And as he showed tonight, a great worker. Decent enough match. Another one that kind of just happened for reasons because we don't have titles around. But what were your thoughts on what we got tonight? Um, We need titles around. That's pretty much where I'm landing with this. It feels like... Somebody mentioned rankings in the in the uh you in the those? comments earlier, and that would just save this show so much. If that was that little bit of importance put on this show, things would change so drastically much, Kate. And I hope that something like that happens because it's not it doesn't have to affect AEW, it doesn't have to change anything, it'll just really help this show right here. That's it, man. We need championships. It's getting frustrating. Um because they defend him on other shows. Yeah, and I wouldn't even have a problem with them defending him on other shows if they were also here ever. I mean, they are just literally never here. So uh, I don't even hate the idea. I get the business sense behind, well, we want to get more eyes on ROH. Okay. And then when those eyes go to ROH, what do they have to watch? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, we got some more chat love coming in. Thank you so much. Will saying, uh, Reg, why they had Big Home acting like he was scared of the big show, whose knees cannot move. I'm already in a bad mood with AEW, saying, hey, we got Ick Flair. I'm calling him that. Mm-hmm. And if they <laughs> big show KO punch Will Hobbs right now, I'm quitting AEW. Your thoughts? You and me both, brother. If Will Powerhouse Hobbs is knocked out by the big show, I'm out of here, you guys. I'm capping. I'm not out of here. But um, I just think on the bright side, Kate, I'm going to think on the bright side. My big homie is going to be in a match with Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. That's all I'm thinking about. I don't like, I don't care who else is in there. He's going to be in there with those two guys, and that's all I care about. Bowlegged Big Show did get me a little bit crazy. I was like, yo, my homie, I don't know if it's time for this, but I get it. Where you know we're grand wishes this month. Not my wishes, I promise you that. But I will say, 
if this is like a big show retirement match or feud, if he goes out to Will Hobbs, I think that's a really cool, like passing of the torch to the big man kind of thing. Because I don't know if Will Hobbs can do it, but if he can get that man up for a spine buster, that's going to be one of the most memorable moments that you can have. So uh, I am with you on that side of the coin. Uh, we got some more women's wrestling love coming in, which I thank you guys so much for. We're going to talk about our main event in a second here. But before we do, Matthew Hook's mentioning the Revolver main event, Rousey and Shafir versus Athena and Starks. Like I know people have a split thought on Ronda Rousey, and I completely get any issues that you would have with her, whether it's valid. Totally valid. Mm -hmm. I think it's very cool that after her WWE contract went up, her next wrestling appearances were nowhere on television, and that this is for a charity cause is, is really cool because even though the hardcore wrestling fans don't really like her, she still gets a lot of eyes on, on things. And I think she's gonna get some money in. Um so that whole card, by the way, is looking out to be something really great. Pro Wrestling Revolver doing some really, really great work. The proceeds are going to Hawaii for the disaster relief there. So um, whether you're into Ronda Rousey or justifiably not, I think it's a, a cool move that she's made and that the show has made for sure. Yeah, I'm looking at the graphic right now. It's real tag team dream match. Ronda Marina versus Athena and Starks. It's the main event of that show. Uh, November 16th, it's a... Uh, Full gear AEW weekend. It's very smart. They're using a lot of AEW contracted talent, a lot of impact contract contracted talent. There'll be a lot of people there in LA for this Thursday show. And this is going to set it off even more. Just like Kate said, you can feel how you want to feel about Ronda Rousey, but she brings a lot of eyes, a lot of ears, a lot of stuff to where she's going to be at. And if she can, if this for a good cause, like that's all that really matters here. Agreed. Agreed. Let's think about, where all the good stuff is going. Um, mm -hmm. So that'll be a whole bunch of fun. And just also cool for like women's wrestling to be the ones main eventing a, a really, really sick card. Shout out so to Billy Starks getting this crazy opportunity. She's about to be in there with Ronda Rousey and she's only an 18 year old. For real. And we get to talk about her right now mm -hmm. and her heelish behavior. Wow. So this is where all the chats come in from you guys. And I love it. Chad you were at this, uh, at this match, Kate. Were you there? Was I there? No, because I wasn't at Collision. I was only at Dynamite. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Um, but a lot of love for this. Glassdoor Gamer, thanks for chiming in. I think you are newer around here, at least for, for the shows I'm on, saying, I think uh, I TK needs to copy and paste the Athena Stark suit on Dynamite. It's literally perfect. I wish they would do the tapings in Orlando again. I am so with you on the Orlando tapings. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to come back to your other point in just a second. Uh, but we got some more love coming in this way. This is where I miss Luis. He kept all these chats straight <laughs> for me. He kept them straight. <laughs> RH saying, always great to see Reg and Kate talking ROH. Thank you so much. Also, Athena is ROH. Do either of you think she will be holding both ROH and AEW gold in the next year? That's a really good question. I hadn't considered both. I feel like not because we're so deep into this reign mm -hmm. that to extend it and have her build up to win an AEW title at the same time would I mean, that would be the ultimate dominance, which is pretty cool. But I think you want to kind of cash in on where she's at now with ROH sooner than later, Reg. Right. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't see her holding both. I could see her holding. If you mean both by like she loses the Ring of Honor championships, transitions up there, then wins, then yes, I agree. But at the same time, I couldn't see that. Most of all, I just hope because it's time like she deserves to get a good run up top on the main roster because she's been carrying this brand, this division for the entire honor club run. So that's all it really is. Agreed. And I could also see her winning an AEW and then coming back to ROH for a short stint and winning, right. like not out of this reign, but holding both at the same time coming in for an ROH run. That's that's shorter again, just because she's been so fundamental in in nailing this piece of it down. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick. I think we're getting Athena and Billy versus Marina and Rousey at Wrestle Revolver in LA. Mm -hmm. Uh, WR looks like the TNA versus AWROH Forbidden Door now. It's it is wild how much great wrestling is happening. God, we were like organically talking about New Japan strong earlier, 
Never yep. mind what's happening on the indies. You've got Pro Wrestling Revolver. You've got GCW, obviously. Um, there's so many great, so many great indies right now that are absolutely killing it. Obviously, some clown shoes, too. <laughs> but some really, really to great say indies. The right least. <laughs> some really, really good ones, though. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, let's let's talk about this match first, too. Yes. It was really, really great. And then we'll mm-hmm. kind of circle back to. Uh, what we got here, but we have Athena successfully defending in a hard hitting match. A lot of wow. callbacks to the ways that her Mercedes had fought before. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes with a couple of really great near falls in this, a couple of really great ways out of uh, Mercedes submission in this as well for Athena. Like, this is the only time we've seen Athena kind of, I don't want to say struggle because she didn't struggle, but you actually felt like she was in peril, probably because a little bit of the loss last week mm-hmm. and then billy starks at the end red wow with the title couldn't believe it <laughs> taking mercedes <laughs> out and in a show of respect kneeling and holding the title up not our sweet baby girl billy starks defecting wow. here mm-hmm. my god uh what a match though this felt like a main event it was a main event the only, only, only bummer of this is this was clearly taped post-collision because there were like eight people in the front row. Oh and it, it's God. such a vibe killer. It's such a vibe killer. It's such a great match and nobody's there to like see it. And the people who are there are a little bit tired. Like, um, But the match itself was fantastic. I love how strong Mercedes has looked. I love the way that this angle has come together. But our sweet Billy girl... Turn it to the dark side here. What are uh, what are your thoughts on the match and where this post match story is going? Uh, the match was perfect, magnifique. All the things you could say about it. Uh, both ladies worked extremely hard. They, it was a fight it, more than a wrestling match. Uh, Mercedes, I think, kind of building up to this match in the feud was saying like, "I'm about to go in there and beat this person up. She's been scared of me for a long time, and I'm about to show y'all why." Athena, I think number one thing in this match was her selling. It was just like everything, every move that she took, every angle that she, everything that she was a part of, like the selling was so strong when she removed the top turnbuckle and the way that she hit her neck and the sell into the fisherman's buster and all that was like so good. Athena is just uh it feels like a broken record she's so great at wrestling being uh being in all the positions you need to be in being a big match wrestler that suplex off the the guardrail was nasty um the way that she just carries herself in all of this the way that she's carried herself throughout all of this has been like she really took what they said about her and shoved it down their throats she's an amazing wrestler that carried an entire brand and th- to cap this off, I thought it was great. The Billy Starks thing surprised me, so I think that it accomplished exactly what it needed to. I didn't really understand why the the camera felt kind of weird at the end, the way that they were like revealed her and stuff. Like they could have did that a little bit better, but I did like what they did at the end. And it looks really fun. The funniest part is like how tall Billy Starks is because like she kneeled. She and is. Athena yeah. got her up, and I'm like, damn, she's tall as hell. <laughs> she is. No, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Even when she was kneeling, I was like, oh, she's got really long limbs. Um, <laughs> she's not done growing, Kate. I know she still got ways to go, probably. <laughs> Dang, but I agree with you. I love with Athena. It felt like she and Mercedes went in there for a fight and you're right. Cause it felt like, uh, I, I, I feel like with Athena, we see something different present itself in all of these matches that show us how great she is, whether it's the aggression, whether it's how she can meet someone in a more acrobatic style. Cause that's what she kind of started off with. Or in your case here, the selling was fantastic in this, like wow. everything that Mercedes laid in the, she sold the hell out of those submissions. And it was so crucial to the story because she had to make us think in this incredibly dominant run that she actually needed Billy's help at right. some point. Mm-hmm. So commentary, of course, we put it over every week, but also doing a great job of noting that Billy was absent, which I thought was really cool. Um, I loved Ian 
making it feel like a big fight field down the stretch. He was like losing his mind, like almost Michael Cole style. He's like yelling mm-hmm. and going crazy because I was kind of going crazy too. This match was so much fun. So um, to the the point before in the super chat, before we bring in Joel and Cresta for your impact post show, uh, there were there were two points I wanted to circle back on. One was the template that they're using for the storytelling in this, which mm-hmm. I got to say, I have to give a ton of kudos to as well, because this relationship between Billy and Athena has shown a very dominant Athena's silly side and Billy now getting pulled into a more serious side. The way that they've pulled Mercedes back into this and Diamante has been so good. I would love to see extensive programs like this built out in the women's division in AEW as well. And I also just want to say, I'll put myself over a little bit in this too, because hey. I did a uh, a review of one of my favorite tag matches of the year was Samoa Joe and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. And I loved it because all four men had stakes in it and the can you coexist trope normally sucks and it was perfect in this and we never see that. This has had the same elements where it feels like everybody involved is fighting for something. And I was also watching that match, which was in Orlando. And to the point earlier about missing the Orlando tapings, God, there's such a difference when a crowd comes to see ROH versus collision leftovers. I really wish they would get back to it. If you can afford Ick Flair, you can afford to set up camp back in Orlando just saying, but uh, those were kind of my final thoughts on that. Any any thoughts about where this story goes before we bring Joel and Cresta on? Uh, it's looking like it's going to lead to Billy Starks maybe being the one to do that thing. What's the way to really get under Athena's skin, get uh, her off her game, and be able to beat her for that championship? Joiner, think that you that that she converted. You think that everything that she did worked, and then you get her in the end. I'm with you. I think this leads to a very cool moment of Billy Starks probably being your next ROH Women's Champion. Let's bring on Joel and the beautiful, more beautiful by the day, Cresta Star. My goodness, look at you tonight. I was feeling cosmic, so I decided I'm gonna talk wrestling. I love it. I love it. Look at you. And hi, What's Joel. Up, you everybody? look beautiful, too. You look so pretty. Damn. I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't have a splitting headache anymore, so I got that going for me. That's great for you. How was Impact? It was short. It was short. <laughs> what? After a clip show last week? No, so like it felt short because... Listen, man, they're spinning their wheels. There's a special tomorrow that was already taped. Nothing matters until January. Uh, <laughs> everyone's on vacation already. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's like they're gonna do they're gonna come to Toronto next week and do IPWF, which is like their throwback, nothing is canon. And we're gonna take that week off, probably, because nothing to talk about. And sure. then they come back to Toronto at the end of December or mid the beginning of December, and they're gonna run another impact special, and it's probably gonna have no bearing on anything because Hard to Kill already has their two major matches announced, and that's Jordan Grace and Trinity for the Knockouts title, and Moose and Shelly, who's injured right now, by the way, for the Impact mm-hmm. World Championship. So, lots going on. Lots. Lot of, lot, lots of nothing going on, it sounds like. You're buying some time a little bit. And, like, they're taking as many victory laps as they can about the TNA thing, which, fine. They cool. should. They should, and, like, I am looking at, uh, at options to go to Vegas for Hard to Kill because... I want to see that. To me, that feels like some TNA Vegas. history, some impact history that like I probably wouldn't get to see in my lifetime. So maybe I would do that. But yeah, they're they're hitting that hard. Brad, just I say Vegas. that we should all do Brad, a go. fightful meetup in Vegas. Sean Ross sat, book it, you coward. He, <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't doing shit for that, and I can tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Impact's been very good to Jeremy and I when it comes to offering us talent for in the weeds um in-person interviews they're rare when it comes to that so i'm trying yeah, they're like he leaves uh dating us it's like rachel and ross you know what i mean like they just the homeboy leaves uh phil and phil and i on red very often hey big impact show coming up we'd love to help you out and interview some wrestlers and they're like who are you we don't need your stinking help (laughs) no seriously and i'm like okay I just, you know what I did one time? I when GCW came to Toronto, they had a bunch of impact talent, and I just cornered them. 
They were actually, I didn't even have to corner them. They were brought over to me by one of the wrestlers and said, yeah, he's cool. Go talk to him. <laughs> and they were like, right. <laughs> and that's all I got chats with Speedball and Masha and like nobody batted an eyelash. I will, uh, I'll give you a helpful hint offline, Reg, about <laughs> booking some, <laughs> some impact talent. But in ROH Worlds, yes. Athena was great. The rest of the show was mid. Really? Main, main, always main event was hot. Her. The rest of it was not. No. You guys talk about the uh, the the trios titles, the six man, if they're going to get defended on the tie on the show. We did. We talked about that a little bit. We were like, "Woo!" You know. <laughs> so the <laughs> well, the new six man champions were in a tag match tonight, just to share how cohesive everything is. So, sounds but, good. Uh, yeah. You know who could bring all of this together? I am not going to say it because I don't. I'm not going to say it. See ya. Yeah. Ah, like I've had it. I don't want any more of this. This sucks. Yeah, I'm good with the Ick Flair discourse, but uh, I was going to say on that note, woo! <laughs> we will get out of here and let you do your thing. We got a lot of chats tonight, so just thank you so much for everybody that helped us out today, and we're happy to throw it over to the Impact crew. Hey, Learn about what happened on Impact tonight. Oh my goodness, that's us. That's us. Oh wow. What do we do? 